Love Talk. To say. Oh well, uh, uh, how's everything going, uh, Marty Miss Clardy? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations. Mm, thank you. On uh, on you. on you getting married, uh, married to uh, Charles Mackey, uh, f- uh, fine brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, you you know, it's 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 good to be back. This is my first time here since January thirtieth, two thousand ten. Yes, that's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but you, you know, lately, uh, I may have been gone from blog talk and probably major talk shows on mainstream radio, but you know, I'm on Facebook uh, uh, every single day. I'm the first ever DJ in the history of Facebook uh, with my program, the Brother Blondie Old School Express Party. Uh, uh, you can catch it every day. All you have to do is become my Facebook friend, and you get to hear uh, the jams that I versatile. Uh, I use versatile uh, play. I just don't stick to one kind of uh, Lardy Miss Clardy. Like Francis, on Sundays I do gospel. I have a program on Monday called Milestone Monday. If your show's celebrating the milestone anniversary of a hit hit, then I'll post it and we uh, celebrate it. Like this coming Monday, uh-huh. we'll be honoring the 20th anniversary of 
Boys to Men's uh, debut CD, Cooley High Harmony. All right. Well, thank you very much for all of the events that are about ready to come up on Facebook with Brother Blondie. You know he's a special band. Log in on at the Facebook, pick up Brother Blondie right there, and enjoy all the music that you can possibly enjoy because he's good at it. You know, and I'm going to start all over because somehow we got uh, disconnected somehow, but I am going to introduce the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show one more time. Now, welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, and this is for Saturday, October 8, 2011, and the conversations that we want to talk about today uh, will be after about 20 minutes to 40 minutes of us talking about Facebook friends and how cool is your Kool-Aid, then we will get into the last endings of Tell Us Your Story, Can the Average American Get Justice? And how do Americans get justice when our legal system repeatedly hands them injustice? Why? Um yeah, we are on this topic because next week there's going to be a very, very great show that's coming up for next week, and we need to talk about this because we are having some shortcomings. Now, even though this is the only system we have, but still there are shortcomings that need to be dealt with. And so we want to hear your talk, your opinions, your views on can the average American get justice? Now, while we are on this subject, I also want to put in there, uh, there is is police profiling and brutality still alive. How far will they go to put you away because you know your rights? Not that you don't know your rights. Let's talk about some of those that know their rights and still get put away, okay? And how far will the legal system go to protect themselves when they are in the wrong? So what I would like to do is... Let you marinate on that. Again, we are broadcasting live right here at the shops at 1030 Allen Creek Drive, here at the shops where you can find any and every good thing here amongst the vendors. They got nice things. They're selling shoes, coats, whatever you think you want, you know, even down to the dollar store. Uh, items. You know, anything that you think you need is right here. They're open through Thursday. Through through Sunday, you know, from 11 until about 7 p.m. Eastern time here in Columbus, Ohio, those that are here in Columbus that are listening. And we want to thank you again for taking the time out to listen to the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. And also I have on my left, now you heard Brother Blondie. Now I'm getting ready to bring on you-know-who, Chickenfoot Charlie, because he got something to say on the issues we're about to talk about as well. And so introducing Chickenfoot Charlie, yes, that's right, my husband, Chickenfoot Charlie, the one that does painting and portraits and sculpts, sculptors and different things of that sort. He does everything you want. Now, he put out here that he does Obama coins, large ones, 15 to 20 diameters, and in inches in diameters, charcoal portraits, power clocks, family trees, tissue frames, look like marble, long stem rose canes, face of Africa, large ones, three feet, three feet high, 
Now, for more info on that subject that we just got finished talking about, you can call him at 614-531-9724. In the meantime, please, let's get to hear from Chickenfoot Charlie, the one and only. Here he is. Thank you, my lovely wife. Uh, Cock-a-doodle-doo, how are you? Everything's okay. The country boy's calling back out. Uh, we have some very nice things down here, as my wife has stated. Plus, uh, as you probably know, I've told you before, I'm not bragging, but I've, I got the best of show out of 600 artists. Uh, two presidents of the United States have seen my work. I got large Obama coins, uh, 20 inches in diameter. It looks just like a giant penny. It's 44th president of the United States with a lady picking cotton on the back of uh, President Obama's head. It shows where the black man has come from and, and where he's going. So y'all stay positive out there. I got the family tree. It looks just like a, a tree that's been sculpted by hand. And I, I take what people throw away and turn it into something wonderful. I got that long stem rose for that loved one. It, it also has, it's, it's metal inside and bounces off concrete because it's, it's covered with liquid rubber. And it looks just like a rose. You could have any kind of cane you want. You could have Michael Jackson standing on his toes. You could have Air Jordan, Slam Dunkin', anything you want. With the help of the good Lord, I can create. Now, I'm going to give this, this line back to uh, my lovely wife, and I'm sure she'll give me a chance to say something on the topic later on. Thank you. Well put, well put, well put. Charlie, chicken for Charlie. He's bad, y'all. He's bad, all right? That's all I got to say about that. Um, yes, God is good. So now we want to... Give you a time to regurgitate all of what you just listened to from Brother Blondie and Chickenfoot Charlie and this introduction. It's kind of like on a on a on a on a lopsided side today because I'm coming on the lopsided side today. But you know, in introduction, y'all all know me. But we'll be right back, okay? After this song, all right? Let's see what we got going on now. I don't know, but we got a group of stuff. Thank you. 
on the Lardy Miss Cardi blog talk radio show about Facebook friends. And when we talk about Facebook friends, we talk about is they good for being real friends on Facebook or can they be enemies to you on Facebook? And so while we're talking about this subject, and then we're going to bring in another subject before we get to the real subject matter. We're going to bring in what is how cool is your Kool-Aid? Have you ever had a Kool-Aid experience? You know what I mean? So getting to the Facebook friends and finding out if we got two Facebook friends on Facebook or not and who's your friend and who ain't, this is what we're going to talk about. You know, has anybody got on Facebook? And I have because some of us get on Facebook and, and we want friends, right? And so we don't care what kind of friends we get. We just start requesting friends. We don't care if they babies. We don't care if they men, women, whatever, from any background. We just want as many friends as we can get. So some of us have 5,000 friends and don't know none of them, you know what I'm saying? And you only communicate with maybe a handful of them right there on Facebook. But does that really make it look as though, like, you really got real true friends? How many friends, true friends, can you meet on Facebook and stay friends after them? And do friends get on your nerves on Facebook, too? So I'm going to start over here with our one and only brother, Blondie, because Brother Blondie stays on Facebook. You know, he is the one that does all the music on Facebook, and so... I'm sure that he got a mouthful to say on this subject. What you think, Brother Blondie? Well, you know, uh, uh, Wendy, my, my only concern about uh, Facebook, I feel at times too many people hide behind mm-hmm. uh, uh, Facebook. But you, you know, as much as I am on Facebook every day, uh, I also like to call you on the telephone and <laughs> and and meet you face-to-face and, uh, all, uh, all that type stuff. Uh, me, I'm not really looking for a whole bunch of friends, but I do need a whole bunch of listeners. So, if 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 people requesting my friend, my friendship just to hear my uh, music, then I'm then I'm then I'm more than happy. Uh, now, now, now there have been now there's been a few friends, uh, uh, uh Lardy Miss Cardi, I have said no to. Okay, I want to ask that question. That's a that's a big popular one. Why did you say no to them? Uh, 
Well, well, my thing is, I don't, I, I don't tell a, a lot of the friends, and 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 most of the Facebook friends I do have, I, 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 I think they're hypocrites, and Ooh, and uh, strong words. I mean, people, uh, people have to understand. I said this uh, uh, earlier this week on my food for thought on my Facebook page. Uh, yes, uh, yes, I am a community activist, and. Yes, I am Brother Blondie, and and yes, I did win the uh, We Care Award at the 2011 African American Male Wellness Walk. But that, but that does not mean that I'm going to be G-rated on my Facebook. Uh, I feel too many people do air their dirty laundry out there too much. Like, mm-hmm. for for instance, what the hell are you doing in a relationship and it's complicated? Mm-hmm. True love ain't never supposed to be complicated. All right. Not never. I mean, uh, so, you know, when I be seeing the date in a relationship and all, all that type of stuff, like, my mom is uh, getting on me because she calls. She feels I'm bashing the church on Sunday. I call it being being truthful, mm. truthful on 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 what the uh, churches do. Okay, but getting back to Facebook friends, what does all of this have to do with Facebook friends? And I want to let you know, listeners, while you're out there. I don't know, but, you know, we're having problems with the Internet and different things of that sort, but please tune in. Um, I'm taking care of it as we can go, as we go on this subject. However, you know, keep hanging in there with us. Keep going, Brother Blondie. Let us know what is it, what, 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 what about Facebook friends can help you or not help you? Well, I, I, well, to to be, uh, I don't know how to be blunt about it, but uh, Facebook friends who can't help you, they're the ones who's always bragging about me, 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 me. I just got up in the morning. I had a drink. I took a shower. I mean, those 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 type of friends ain't your ain't your Facebook friends. Facebook friends are are, are the ones who post positive stuff. Who posts factual stuff, uh, stuff, and and who can put up? Uh, and Facebook is also people who can put up with my BS. I mean, well, yeah, I mean. Now, does that make you a Facebook friend? Put putting up with your BS on Facebook? Well, uh, like like I said, most of the time, with the exception of, uh, uh, um, but basically, uh. With the exception uh, of gospel on Sunday and smooth jazz on uh, uh, Tuesday, my my program is basically you, you know for mature audiences and you know a lot of times my mom would cringe at that and uh, ba- basically she's been my biggest Facebook critic. Uh, you you know sometimes uh, can, can Facebook friends be good to you? I mean, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and it all depends on what you do on Facebook or what you uh, post on Facebook. And in my case, 
I post music that you no longer hear on mainstream radio anymore. And 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 that gets uh you you, you know, that gets my Facebook friends going. Uh I get compliments uh all the time about uh they don't need to listen to Power one oh seven anymore. They just wake up and uh go to my Facebook page and play uh what uh whatever jams uh uh that uh that I post because I I take pride in uh uh doing what I uh what what I do. It my program may not always be uh p- politically uh correct and you may not always agree with it. But you can bet your ass I'm going to stick to my guns every single time uh, I post something on Facebook. Okay, now make sure that that's the only word you say on the Lardy Miss Party blog talk radio show because I got my finger up at you. You hear what I'm saying? No, none of that stuff. No, I, you know how I am, okay? So, you know, keep it real, but keep it clean, all right? All right, now, don't mess up. Don't mess up now. And hey, y'all hear me out there. I'm already whooping him already, y'all. He bad. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm going to switch it on over here to Chicken for Charlie and see what Chicken for Charlie has to say about Facebook friends. Now, uh, looking at where Chicken for Charlie just getting on the mainstream of Internet, okay, and he got his first uh, Facebook page and everything and got all of his portraits and sculpts and everything's on his page and you know and and I guess he wants to give his view on what is Facebook friends mean to him and 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 where it could be a downfall if he don't got no Facebook friends so let's hear from his side of the of the story on Facebook friends what you got to say about that? well I would just like to say I'm excited about Facebook. I, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't ever think anything like this would exist. I know we have a lot of problems here in the in the United States, and but I think this Facebook thing that's jumping off here is some is revolutionary. It, it's, it's so wonderful. People can get on here and they can talk what they we can say what they want to say. Except, yeah, they can say what they want to say as long as they keep it limited on you know, how they express themselves with, with uh, certain words that they use. Because uh, I see, you know, you've got underage children, you have ministers, you have grandmothers, you have you have various varieties of people on Facebook. So I think we should be very careful that what we say and, and how we conduct ourselves, that you know, because the world is watching. And you wouldn't want to put something on this page or on your page or on the internet that may embarrass you one day, might embarrass your children one day. So, yeah, but you want to think about what you're saying. In some cases, you want to pray about when you're making friends because, uh, as uh, Mr. Blondie said earlier, uh, you you get a chance to express yourself, and he's a very serious person like I am. I'm a very serious person for what I do, and it's best for us to spend our time wisely and take this as an opportunity and a privilege to be able to, to express yourself in, in the way that you can, can express yourself by telling people what it is you do, where you want to go, and, and how you want to better your condition. So I think it's a way to communicate uh, to people that, you know, one time maybe you would never have opportunity to know and to, to talk to. Facebook friends benefit you now that you're the newcomer onto Facebook 
with all of what you have to offer to those that befriend you on Facebook? Well, I can offer uh, good advice as far as I've heard from various people. I know, you know, some people might not think it's good, but some do. Uh, the things that I've learned in my life, the things I can, I can tell you what not to do as much as I can tell you what to do. I try to keep my life in a balance. And also, have, as I said, I have gifts that God has given me that I can share with you that you may be interested in, and, and it works both ways. You may have something that, uh, you know, I might be interested in, and I'm willing to uh, reach down to my pocket and see what I can find. If you got something out there that I would love to have hang on my wall, let me know. One last question I want to ask. Do you think that they will view you as being a good friend? And seeing since, you know, you haven't actually got up there to peruse and look around at some of the things that be said. And how many friends do you got on your on your page? What, maybe about 50, 60 now? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't had an opportunity to get back with them because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work and, you know, and do different things. But I'll get to the point where I can spend more time with my friends. And any time a person log on to you two different, I consider you a friend. I'm not here to judge you. And, and whether you judge me or not, that's on you. All I can do is bring something positive to you, and I hope that you do the same for me. Well, I'll tell you about Facebook friends for me. Uh, when I first got on Facebook, um, I was trying to get as many friends as I could get uh, so that I could promote the Lardy Miss Cardi blog talk radio show and families and victims of fraud. And, you know, and even though that uh, you've got some people that are interested at, uh, at, at supporting what you do, then you got some that don't that can be really some, some serious uh, pains in the butt. But, you know, I love them all. And I think I got about, what, 500 uh, um, friends now. Uh, it took like probably three years for that to happen, you know, so I was making friends slowly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you want to play over there, Chicken Foot Charlie? Okay. Uh, he'll catch up. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Did you hear him? He said, "Hurry up and help him catch up." <laughs> okay. But you know what? I'm hoping that you know, as as becoming my friend on Facebook, that you'll find uh, something interesting that you want to talk about that we can talk about on the radio live on the blog talk radio show. Of course, I do victimization and fraud, but I talk about any and everything from the cradle to the grave. It don't matter to me long as somebody got some resolving and that they have come out better than what they were before they got on the show. Okay, we're here to help to make your lives a little more positive and at the same time inform you on anything that will be able to help you grow and prosper and be successful in your journey down here on this face of the earth. So, again, Facebook friends can be very meaningful, and at the same time they can be a pain in the butt too, you know, because everybody don't come together. But those that do, we appreciate you. And I thank you very much for being my Facebook friend, whether you like me or not. Oh, yeah. I I mean, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, I, I see it as a very uh, strong and uh, a positive uh, tool, uh, tool as far as you, you, you know, my music and, 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 and you know, what 
what inspired me to do the Brother Blondie Old School Express Party on Facebook, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, is that uh, uh, I got tired of mainstream radio. See, we talked about that right. earlier. Yeah, yeah. We did. We yeah. talked about that earlier. You asked me a question on that. Yeah, I got tired of uh, of of Magic and all them playing slow jam oldies and too many slow jam oldies and not enough fast jam oldies. I, I, I grew up on that funk band music, Ohio Players, Cameo, I mean Lakeside, Slave, Slave, you, and... And, and, and you know, I always pay tribute. Hey, huh? uh, yeah, I always pay tribute to the to the legends. And uh, oh, and uh, uh, she passed away last Thursday. Uh, Sylvia Robinson, uh, uh, rest in peace. As you all know, she's best known for the for her hit song "Pillow Talk." Right. And and of course, uh, she also produced many songs from the moments before they were Ray Goodman and Brown. But she's also best known as one of the pioneers of hip hop when she founded Sugar Hill Records that included the Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the West Street Mob, <laughs> uh Mob the uh Mob the the list goes goes on uh on uh she's uh she's a, a very great uh woman and it's and it's because of access like Facebook that I can post that type of uh, uh, information uh, out there, whether uh, uh, whether it's injustice, whether it's uh, a funny, funny. E- e- even though my shows for uh, m- mature audiences most of the time, a uh, few weeks uh, few weeks back, I did do a kids programming uh, tribute to one of your personal childhood favorites, uh, Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, remember Verb and. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Put, hooking up words and phrases and clauses. That sounds like how cool is your Kool-Aid? What, what kind of Kool-Aid do you like, by the way? Uh, orange is my favorite. Do you, what you like? Oh, do you hear Chicken for Charlie? He said, great. And here I've been fixing red Kool-Aid <laughs> with lemon with it. You know, with the lemon, with the lemon pack of Kool-Aid in it. Yeah, boy. Tell you, we some real uh, Kool Aid fans. Um, you know what? Changing the subject to the Kool Aid fans. All right, we got some Kool Aid fans out there because we won. All right, check this out. I had a Kool Aid experience, right, man? Let me tell you, I was dating this guy. All right, this is before I met my husband, of course. You know, thank God, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you something, girlfriends out there that's listening to this. You know, you can find out if a guy is really for you through Kool-Aid, through a Kool-Aid test. Check this out. I made some Kool-Aid for three days, right? And the fella that I was hanging around with, you know, trying to get to know, I wasn't dating him or nothing yet, but, you know, but, hey, I was trying to figure him out. You know what I'm saying? And I kept making the Kool-Aid, and every time I made the Kool-Aid for three days straight, he would be drinking my Kool-Aid up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just drinking it all up. And I would ask him, why you keep drinking my Kool-Aid? And he said to me, he said, well, the reason why is because I don't ask you for anything else. Now, in my mind, y'all, now this is Lardy Miss Clardy. You know what I'm saying? I don't do the N-word, but in my mind, the N-word was going on. You know, I said, look, 
you know, what kind of person is you? You know, you drink all my Kool-Aid because why? You wasn't asking me for what? No, but what? What was it? But my Kool-Aid is very special to me. You know what I'm saying? That's my Kool-Aid. And you, and in order to get me to like you is to see how much of something you will take. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what belongs to me. And you ain't got to ask me, you know, for anything else if you can't ask me for my Kool-Aid. So, you know, I ended up breaking up with him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even want the friendship no more because I knew that Kool-Aid meant that much to him that he would take advantage of me. And I was sick of it, you know. So that was my story to the Kool-Aid thing, all right? Now, I got somebody else that want to tell you about a Kool-Aid story that he may have. And here he is, chicken for charm. Well, I don't know too much about the Kool-Aid story. But I can tell you that it was a Kool-Aid experience, but I can tell you I love Kool-Aid, and I'm a critical thinker. I, you know, as I was listening to my wife tell me this story about the man that didn't ask her for the Kool-Aid and then, didn't, you know, and, and she didn't get along with him too well, I see Kool-Aid as being something that you really love, and it's like a, it, and it's also part of you. And if an individual is tapping past your borders and your barriers, then he's messing with your Kool-Aid because Kool-Aid is personal. It's got to be picked a certain way. If it ain't got enough sugar in it, then that's, you know, and I, I equate the sugar as being a part of an individual's personality. Uh, if you don't have enough sugar in your life, then people are going to look at you as something that they don't want to swallow. you got to be able to give them something that they can digest. You know, if, you, if your Kool-Aid is undigestible, I think you need to try another recipe. Put a little lemon or something in it, some you know, pea sweetener or something. Do, you know, mix the flavors up. You put a little spice in it, maybe some pepper. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know I don't know what it tastes like, pepper and Kool-Aid, but try it. <laughs> Pep up your step, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kind of cool, though. Pepper Kool-Aid, huh? <laughs> so your self personality don't have no pepper, pepping up the stepper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you don't get no Kool-Aid. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, you know. So your personality, and he as he told you, he's a critical thinker. Personality is everything. So if you don't know how to make Kool-Aid and you can't make chemicals blend together in your Kool-Aid in the right amount of sugar, you might have lost out on having some friends with Kool-Aid because you got to be cool when you get Kool-Aid because it tells all about your personality. Go ahead, Brother Blondie. What you got to say over there with your hand up? Come on. Oh. I mean, well, as as far as the Kool-Aid uh thing i'm probably a lot more lenient on 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 the kool-aid than anybody else i just have uh uh i i just have one specific kool-aid rule i mean yes you can look if you want my lemonade my limeade or grape or black cherry uh uh go right ahead but you lay a hand on my orange and we gonna have a problem. Oh, the orange I mean, I mean, well, look, I, I look. I think that's a fair deal because there's a billion flavors in Kool Aid. I just want one. 
the the uh, the, the orange. As long as you don't touch my orange. <laughs> oh, here we go. We got the Kool Aid thing going on. Hold on for a minute. Take it for Charlie back on the air. It sounds like to me, Mr. Blondie, you are a very friendly person, but in a way, you kind of like to be left alone. Am I right? Because when you mix all those flavors together, you you're a very good communicator. You express yourself in music. But I think you need to open up a little bit more because you have a lot more to give. I think if you would kind of experiment on a few flavors, like maybe people you don't really want to be bothered with and kind of listen to what they got to say, then maybe you might, you know, spread your horizon a little further. You might want to blend a little uh, grape with that orange and maybe throw a little uh, peppermint in there and kind of crush it up and, and see what type of personality you can come up with and character references that you can, you know, help somebody else out with. Uh, uh, well, I think I uh, I have it expanding my uh, horizons from uh, from from a Facebook uh, standpoint. I mean, I, not only do I do music, I I, I still post a little bit of co- community news and facts. Uh, what uh, what what's going on uh, on as 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 far as the the real Facebook friends friends. The people who who are my true Facebook friends on Facebook, they listen to the Brother Blondie Old School Express Party on uh, on a regular basis because they know I can throw down uh, on on any on any day day given uh, given fact. Uh, I've I've posted Archie Bunker. I've, uh, I posted Billy D's uh, 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 birthday. Uh, I've I've done Michael Jackson uh, uh, specials. Uh, uh, specials, so you know, I'm 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 very mixture with my uh, flavors, but I'm also flexible. I, uh, that that's what I mean. Hey, if you if you if you, if you want me to experiment, uh, I, I'll experiment peppermint and and grape and all that, but leave my orange alone. <laughs> oh, that is all for now on the Kool Aid. And on the Facebook friends, we just had to, like, kick it off with, you know, thoughts of our minds for today, you know, so you can, you know, get to know us colorfully, you know, especially up under the rainbows of Kool-Aid, okay? You know, because Kool-Aid tells how cool you really are. You know, it's really, I believe that Kool-Aid is a personal thing and it is a a personality thing, you know, and depending on how much you like of your Kool-Aid, a person can't get in if they drink it too much of it or, or, or they ain't putting enough in it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's about relationships when it comes to Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid promotes relationships. Yeah. So now we are now going to take our focus and we're going to put it on who has a story, if anybody has a story. Uh, can the average American get justice? And if you've had injustices done in your life, uh, you can give us a comment on the profile if you want to about something that then happened to you and or if you want to talk about it live while we're on the radio, you can call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number is 347-884-8684. And if you don't have a telephone and you need to call in, call in at a toll-free number of 877-483-3153. That number again is 
877-483-3153. And as we get on to the subject of can the average American get justice, okay, and I am going to ask a few questions here. How do average Americans get justice when our legal system repeatedly hands them injustice? Why? Is police profiling and brutality still alive? How far will they go to put you away because you know your rights? How far will the legal system go to protect themselves when they are in the wrong? And do you believe in and trust our justice system, our legal system? What will it take to reform the legal system? Now, come on and join us and talk to us about your story from an experience if you've had them. You are welcome to talk with us live, as I just stated, at the call-in number, 347-884-8684. Or you can leave a comment on the profile uh, on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio profile and, you know, give us your story there if you like. But anyway... Just come on to the show and listen. Perhaps you might have something to say later, all right? So right now we're going to take a pause for the cause, and then we will be back, and we will talk on the subject, Can the Average American Get Justice? And I will start it off as soon as we get finished with a small pause for the cause.
We are back right here on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. We are at the shops live broadcasting all the way until it's time to say goodbye. You hear what I'm saying? And we are back to talk on the subject of can the average American get justice? How do average Americans get justice when our legal system repeatedly hands them injustice? Why? Is police profiling and brutality still alive? How far will they go to put you away because you know your rights? How far will the legal system go to protect themselves when they are in the wrong? Do you believe in and trust our legal system? And what will it take to reform the legal system if be so? All right? And you come and join us and talk about it. Talk from experience. We have, we will have things to talk about. You know, we have our guest here, Brother Blondie. You know that definitely could tell you some things, and you decide for yourself if it's fair or unfair. You can call in at the call-in number of four three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. And if you don't have the telephone. Call in toll free at the eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. Okay, now we're getting ready to talk on a heavy subject here. Can the average American get justice? And if not, and why? When our legal system repeatedly hands them injustice, why is this? Why can can we can we get justice as average Americans? And how does the legal system repeatedly hand them injustices and why? We don't know why, you know, but we're going to find out why because we're exploring the subject on, let's start with, the Troy Davis execution, okay, and where the supporters cry injustice. Now, you know I'm coming from right now at www.cbsnews.com, okay, on the story of Troy Davis. Now, this can be very, very sad for those that know the truth about how our system can work, you know. And this is happening from Jackson, Georgia. 
and I'm going to read a little bit from this story and, um, you know, give me what you think about uh, where average Americans can get some justice when our legal system hands us injustice, even though we may be even innocent. You know, it's, it's really crazy, but this is the only system we got, you know, and they say that, you know, hey, it's a good system, and I'm sure it is. We still need them, but we also need them also to see that sometimes they can go too far out of the way to do things, to make examples. I don't know, but perhaps y'all might be able to call in and, and give y'all view on it, okay? Now, I'm coming out of CBS. And it says here, and this is from Jackson, Georgia, it says, strapped to a gurney in Georgia's death chamber, Troy Davis lifted his head and declared one last time that he did not kill police officer Mark McPhail. Just a few feet away behind a glass window, McPhail's son and brother watched in silence. Outside the prison, a crowd of more than 500 demonstrators cried, hugged, prayed, and held candles. They represented hundreds of thousands of supporters worldwide who took up the anti-death penalty cause as David's final days ticked away. He cries again, I am innocent. And he said this in moments before he was executed Wednesday night. All I can ask is that you look deeper into this case so that you really can finally see the truth. I ask my family and friends to continue to fight this fight. This is his last moments of talk to those that were going to kill him. Now, prosecutors and McPhail's family says justice had finally been served. Now, Troy Davis executed in Georgia, high courts reject Troy Davis's last-minute appeal, Troy Davis's last words, I'm innocent, and this is all that could be able, that, that was able to be said about it, I'm kind of numb. I can't believe that it's really happened. McPhail's mother, Annalise McPhail, said in a telephone, a telephone interview from her home in Columbus, Georgia, all the feelings of relief and peace I've been waiting for all these years, they will come later. I certainly do want some peace. She dismissed Davis's claims of innocence. He's been telling himself that for 22 years, you know how it is. He can talk himself into anything. Davis was scheduled to die at 7 p.m., but the hour came and went as the U.S. Supreme Court apparently weighed the case more than three hours later, the high court said it wouldn't intervene, and the justices did not comment on their orders rejecting Davis' request for a stay. CBS News Justice correspondent Jan Crawford reports that even for even the four-hour liberal justices on the nation's Highest court agreed Davis had multiplied multiple chances to prove his innocence, and each time he failed. Hundreds and thousands of people signed petitions on Davis's behalf, and he had prominent supporters. His attorneys said seven of nine key witnesses against him disputed all or parts of their testimony, but state and federal judges repeatedly ruled against him three times on Wednesday alone. That is a lot to talk about. That is a lot to feel when you're asking for the for for people 
to come and talk about what their issues are. Got the gold. And so with that, we just want to, uh, you know, get your take on what is going on. Can the average American justice, uh, average American American get justice on something like this? Now, you heard the, the Troy Davis uh, uh, article that I just read, and it sounds like to me that even if they did have evidence that he was truly innocent, what would cause them to uh, to backfire and, and put him to death anyway? Was it to make a point that they uh, or, 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 you know, what was it? You know, so I'm going to turn this over to Brother Blondie and let's see what his take is on the subject. Brother Blondie, when asking the public, can the average American, or can I just say it like this, y'all, can the average American Joe get justice, even when our just, a justice system or legal system repeatedly hands in justice? Is it possible, even like in this case that we just got finished reading about in the article, is this something that can be dealt with? Does this look like that this average American Joe, got justice in the justice system, in the legal system? Uh, let's find out. Well, obviously, uh, Troy Davis uh, uh, did, didn't get any uh, justice because, for, for, for one, you don't execute a criminal solely based on eyewitness testimony. There is no DNA, no forensics, no videotape, no nothing, just eyewitness and for that many to come out and, and admit uh, that that admit that they lied, I mean that's automatic reasonable doubt right then and there. There, as as far as you you know other cases, it it goes on and on and and the state of Georgia has a history of it uh-huh. in in certain races. Like you go back to uh, 1952 when Little Richard's father Bud Pittman right, right. uh, was shot and killed in a bar fight. He was running a bootleg joint. Joint, he was shot and killed by another man. Now, the other man was black. Now, because it was black on black, now keep in mind, it's 1952, Macon, Georgia. The police uh, caught up, uh, went to the place where he died. The man was right there. He, he confessed and was boo hoo crying. And you know what, what the police did? They put him in the back seat of their car, no cuffs or nothing, and just drove him home. Oh, yeah, so. So Georgia has a has a history of of this. Uh, uh, you remember the kid in Georgia that that had sex with a with a 15 year old and it was on tape. And Jeronalo uh, Wilson, that uh, uh, that's his name. He 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 served uh, uh, four years in prison. He was supposed to do 20 years years just for having consensual sex with a 15 year old because the state of Georgia says 15 year old can't have uh, a consent. I mean, you go all uh, all the way back to a uh, uh, case with with Michael Jackson. Uh, even if convicted, even if found guilty, uh, the most Conrad Murray's going to do is is four years. Years. Uh, you know, you have a lot of injustice uh, all abroad, and 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 you know, 2011 has been the year for uh, 
white women getting away with uh, murder, from Casey Anthony to to Amanda Knox. Yeah. Yes, 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 I believe Amanda Knox killed her roommate in uh, uh, Italy, and yes, I felt she should have stayed in jail. But 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 that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's a whole uh, different story. Uh, uh, story. Uh, uh, story. But 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 my point is, uh, injustice, especially racial injustice, it, it it never ends. Like for for instance, the very first time, Lardy Miss Clardy, we did uh, the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I talked about you know how the criminal justice system has shown disrespect. Racial disrespect to you as a mother. Absolutely. When Britney Spears can fail to appear in court eight times and the judge still grants her joint custody. Now that was a deep subject. I've never heard of, heard, heard, heard of that. If if you myself, if Chickenfoot Charlie failed to appear in court on anything. Not only are we going to lose, but there's there's going to be a warrant out for our arrest. <laughs> That's some deep stuff right there. You know, uh, uh, you know, because I have seen some some unfair stuff that happened to me in my past. You know, um, dealing with you know children's services with the mortgage fraud issue, and you know, and it just seems as though even if you know your rights. You know, you still can't. I'll speak for myself. You know, there's a few things that I was not, well, I was not given any kind of uh, any kind of uh, leniency uh, or or any consideration. It was, I think, it was basically over something that was uh, uh, political. Myself, and even though, as I said before, our justice system is all we have. You know, we still need to come together and to see if there may be some kind of way that we can get them to see that some of the things that they uh, judge us on are are, are, are are crazy at times. It's crazy, and they really need to pay attention. I told you about those oaths, y'all, you know, when it comes to those judges and, you know, and finding out about the oaths and where they are to take all three elements of the oath and you find that out of the oath of taking of all three elements, one of the elements is, is gone, which is the U.S. Constitution, which is the biggest rights of all Americans, even before the average American Joe. Um, you take away the U.S. Constitution, then there goes the federal uh, uh, rights, and a lot of cases are federal. And if you don't have – if the judge have not uh, – uh, properly oath to all three elements of the oath, and any one of those oaths are left out, especially the U.S. Constitution, you can look forward of your rights being kicked down the drain, and you won't get nothing upheld. And there is a person that's coming on to the show next week that's talking about standing on what is decided, uh, which is uh, the synopsis on uh, stardesis. In in my mind, to say that our judicial system or legal system can be can be fair when they want to, and then there's another time when they are not fair. It just depends, and I feel as though that people ought to be aware of where 
the decision comes from. It comes from the judges. And if the judges haven't gotten their oath straight, which is all three elements, which I've stated before, which is your U.S. Constitution, your state constitution, and the administration of office, and any one of those, and ones that I have been doing research on, are the ones that have where the U.S. Constitution altogether is missing. It's not upheld at all. And they go into the voting polls to get voted in, and their terms ain't even up, you know. So it's hard to to back, you know, a legal system that can be very cruel if you have no knowledge about where to look in order to know what to do to get rights upheld anymore, and especially those the U.S. constitutional rights, because everybody's rights are infringed if the judges have not upheld the U.S. Constitution as part of the oath that they are supposed to take. And that's all I got to say about this. Now, uh, Chickenfoot Charlie, you got something to say about it? I think this subject matter is very important to us all. Uh, I'm 61 years old, and what I've noticed in this uh, United States of America that we live in is that the people that's committing the biggest crimes are getting less time. You got people going around doing these little panty ante jobs and, and, and robbing panty ante stores and, and getting all this time. They're getting 50 and 100 years, and people that's stealing all this money. You might, you know, I can count the number of people that have actually went to jail in my lifetime that have, that have done big crimes doing big time. You know, you have some of your mobsters doing big time, you know, but the people in the government, the people that's, that, that these companies are holding up, the people that's trying to steal uh, people's welfare checks, people that's trying to steal uh, uh, Social Security from old, you know, that's the crime. We need to stand up and listen to these programs and tell them the truth. And I'm, a, I'm a, one of these types of no-nonsense people when it comes to taking stuff away from old folks and trying to take food out of children's mouths and things like that. And the justice system has a lot to do with that. Uh, people need treatment. They don't need to just be locked up like a bunch of animals and, and cat, cattle. Uh, what do they do when they get out of prison? Where can they live? Uh, what kind of jobs can This is a, a failure setup. I mean, we have to allow the people that have done time and have paid their, uh, their dues to society to be out here and live like decent people, not come out of the system and then be caught up in another system that's working against them. I heard that, and that's coming straight from Chickenfoot Charlie because he's been through a lot of issues dealing with the judicial system himself. And, you know, and then there are people that I have been in contact with uh, that's having a very big problem. Say, for instance, okay, say if they have done the, done, done the time for all what crimes they've done, done and they're sitting with a felony, or say like that one that keeps going back into the judicial system to get her because they feel as though that they have been unjustly ruled against and they end up with a, uh, a uh, vexatious litigant um, case on them. Uh, the difference that I see between the two is that one is a felon and one is a vexation, a vexatious litigant. Now, it is just like you would have uh, the credit report. Now, on a credit report, they would have on there, you know, you have up to seven years, right? 
and they'll take and wipe your credit clean after seven years. But there is no law that is out there that even if you did, if even if you did your time, you have this felony, you know that you'll end up with a felony for the rest of your life. And, you know, and you won't be able to survive, not unless you find a few good uh, 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 sanctified people that believe that humans do change that will give you a chance to to live a life uh, as as normal as possible on the face of the earth because that sentence of felony that is a lifetime sentence it's like being executed you know it's on you for the rest of your life then you got the vexatious litigant now even though it doesn't have anything to do with the felony because you're dealing with the outside dealing with the people of society but what about when you get a vexatious litigant uh uh, uh, a label put on you. It also holds a lifetime uh, uh, a sentence because now you're barred from the system of that state to come in and get hurt even though you know that you got a case and you know that it should be heard uh, um, uh, justfully, you know, and with justice and with equity, you know, but why put a put a label like that on a person and is with you for the rest of your life where you cannot get any justice nowhere, no access to justice, and there is no law, at least I haven't seen any law, that you can get that removed. But they have for the credit bureau that if you mess up your credit in seven years, they will uh, forbid you, they will forgive you, and you know, and give you a chance to recreate and to make a better uh, credit report. How come they can't do this for that? And this is where we come in, can the average American get justice uh, when the legal system repeatedly hands them injustice? To me, that would be a question. And I'm going to turn it back over here to Brother Blondie so that he can say what he got to say, and then I'm going to give it over here to... um, Chicken for Charlie, so he can give you his words and views on what he thinks about that. Because I'm still questioning, is there any justice out there, even after you have paid your price? You know, is there, will, will felony ever be lifted up off of you? Will there be a law to, up, to take that off so the person can have a chance in life? Well, Lordy, Miss Clardy, if the government... And the criminal and the criminal justice system wants to end uh, hip hop. They're gonna have to uh, uh, address the second chance uh, issue a little bit more because the thing about uh, hip hop, no matter how uh, derogatory their lyrics uh, may be, it's been the ultimate second chance program for African Americans because hip hop's the only legitimate business that financially benefits the black felon, it, it, especially the young black felon. Felon, if you got a if you got a rap sheet, then your then your sales uh, goes up. Up, so you know you you have a lot of uh, ju- uh, criminal justice systems uh, that's always uh, go- going to be uh, fraudulent. It's it will never ever be a uh, equally level uh, playing field because you know mo- money still talks and BS still walks and you have to uh, understand uh, 
uh, Wendy, that it's going to get worse in the criminal justice system because uh, black folks don't know how to uh, stand strong and uh, stand together and, and stick together. To a point, uh, Lardy, Miss Cardi, there's something new that's going on in the criminal uh, justice system that black folks ain't talking about that I'm going to throw out there. Okay, and, and even though that, you know, the disproportionate uh, comes with, you know, the African Americans, you know, we still have, you know, uh, other other races that's going through the same battle, you know, because it doesn't matter they're minorities, you know. Um, um, as you said, money talks, bullcrap walk, you know. So the, if you ain't got no money that looks like the color green, then that means that, you know, you might get a, you might get stiffed from it, right? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, not only not only that, let's, let, let, let's look at the uh, issue. Now, there have been almost 20 police-involved shootings in uh, Columbus. And, you know, their excuses, the, uh, the, the African-American criminals who fire at police, they, they shoot to kill. Yet I remember when the Doherty uh, family, uh, a, a white family that robbed banks in Florida and, and was on a crime spree, they chased them all the way to Pueblo, uh, Colorado. Even though the 29-year-old white female stripper was firing, firing at police with a sawed-off shotgun, you know where they shot her at? They shot her in the leg. They didn't try to uh, kill her. They shot and killed. They shot her in the leg, leg. So black men get executed while white women get shot in the leg, leg. We've and and this has been the year of white women getting away with a, a murder. And and this ain't to uh, criticize a certain race, but I'm just uh, stating facts. We 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 see it all the time. We see Lindsay Lohan constantly in Paris Hilton. Constantly getting in trouble, in and out of uh, out of jail. Their their money talks, but it didn't speak enough for Paris Hilton because she's banned from China. China they ain't going to put up with her uh, uh, crap. I mean, their laws seem to be more uh, strict. But the real problem with the criminal justice system, Wendy, is it's always lack of common sense. Sense, and if you're going to have lack of common sense and uh, all these all these type things. Uh, uh, going on with the uh, uh, criminal uh, justice system, I just think people need to wake up and understand it and, and study more because, you know, uh, uh, Lardy, Miss Cardi, are you aware of the new no snitching? Uh, you know what? I heard about it. Come on with it. Well, the new no snitching is a game that hurts young black uh, felons and teenagers. Here's how the new no snitching works. Let's say I see you rob somebody down the street or pick a fight or maybe shoot somebody. I'm not going to see nothing, hear nothing, or say nothing to the police. But guess what? I'm also not going to see nothing, hear nothing, or say anything when I see four or five police officers jump on you and Rodney King you. Now that, yeah, now that, now I would love to have me a little a gong or something, you know, to make some noise on that because that's cold-blooded. Now, that's something to think about. You know, now I'm getting ready to turn it over here to Chicken for Charlie, and I'm going to ask the question. Chicken for Charlie, do you believe in and trust our legal system? What will it take to reform the legal system? 
You know, I, I believe that what it's going to take is for people like you out there in listening land to start speaking up more so than listening. I believe that the silent majority in this country has not, has not has yet to use its awesome power. It's time now to stand up because time is running out. Uh, I heard a gentleman a couple of days ago talking about the Statue of Liberty. He was telling me that the image that we've been looking at all our lives and reading in history books is not really the real Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty is a black woman with chains holding a, some chains up in her hand. He's telling me that the facial expression and that the, the structure of the face, because I'm into sculpting, he told me that it's been restructured to perpetrate a fraud, to perpetrate some type of image of something, status symbol, quote, that we're supposed to be looking up to. And now I'm starting to look at the new black man coming into the United States. The people such as myself are denied jobs and opportunities, and, and you got the new black man coming in because he might not be aware. I'm just speaking of my own personal views right now, that he's not aware of how the system is corrupt. The system is corrupt. And then you look at it. Uh, you look at a teenager, for instance. You, you know, if you perpetrate a crime against a teenager, which is wrong, then you walk in there. They love it for you to plead out, then to take it to trial. And then at the same time, they'll take this child if he commits a horrendous crime and turn him into some kind of adult or something. No, this, that child needs more uh, counseling than ever. You don't turn him into a adult because he committed a horrendous crime. You take a 13-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy, and then, then you judge him as an adult. No, he is still a child. She is still a child. Why would you want to change the system because he did something wrong in a horrendous way? And that's all I have to say at this time right now. Well, I guess you heard it from both. Brother Blondie and Chickafoot Charlie on this subject. And, you know, I really don't have a whole lot to say because I'm still trying to reserve some of this energy for next week where we are going to be talking with some dynamic people that's coming onto the show that's going to talk further on the subject of how do average Americans get justice when our legal system repeatedly hands them injustice? And I can't hardly wait for this particular episode to happen because it will give insight on why the system repeatedly hands injustice when an when a average American person can get justice. You know, um, if the judges don't stand by on what is decided and they, can, and they won't uphold a case that is in favor to a person that deserves to have justice, and if the judge does not have all of its proper oaths in place and they void it to, uh, to have the U.S. Constitution as a part of upholding the oath of the United States Constitution, that, that, that is a lot to, to say. That's a lot to think about because truly every American, average American, is now on trial and a victim and easily to be defrauded of their rights because they do not know that the judge has the ultimate decision and can stand by that which is decided based upon even if they have taken their oaths properly. 
okay? Because standing on what is decided is to uphold the U.S. Constitution along with the other two elements, which is the state constitution and the administration of that seat. And if those things are missing, if that one constitution is missing, which is the U.S. Constitution that infringes on all American, average American rights, and because they have no knowledge that the judge have not upheld that constitutional right for the people. So I'm going to give it back over to, for last words from Chicken for Charlie on the subject. And as far as I'm concerned, I can't wait until next week because we get to hear from some prominent people that are out there to help make the judicial system, the legal system, become more accountable by standing on what is decided, whether it's for the average Joe or that is for, you know, somebody that paid their money. And and because they're not as as prominent as some, you know, they still take their money and give them injustice anyway. So uh, I'm turning it over and for last words and comments from Chicken for Charlie. Thank you, Miss Clardy. Um, one last word I'll say just briefly. There's a very nasty undercurrent going into the United States right now. Political parties are running on issues about let's take America back. And let me give you a, just something to think about. Uh, just ask this question and ask them this question. If you run into any of these people that talk about taking the country back, what decade do you want to take this country back to? The 80s? The 90s? The 70s? The 60s? And when you look back on these decades, you tell me what kind of rights were infringed against you and what rights are being about to be taken away from you again. The things that we have accomplished are about to be taken away from us. Why do they want to take this country back? Take it back to what? That is my question to you. What decade do they want to take this back to? The time when people were working for nothing? The time when people weren't able to drink at the water fountain because the other man was drinking at that water fountain? What decade are they trying to take us back to? That's just something to think about. And that is food for thought from Charlie, uh, from Chicken for Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Because that is about the size of it. What are they trying to take back, and where are they trying to take it back to? And so, does that mean that the average American can get justice? Did they did, did they do it back then? Well, that be the question. So then too. And so, I'll give last words here over to uh, Brother Blondie because he has some words he wants to say on the subject. Brother Blondie? Well, you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, um, you you know, I've been a racial injustice advocate or injustice advocate from the very beginning. You know, way before I did Lardy, Miss Clardy, way before the Kahari, yeah. way, way, way before Brother Blondie, back, back when I had a bald head and, and uh, uh, way way before that, he, uh, even when I was just going by Jay, even when everybody was just calling me Jay or or Big Jay, I've been an advocate. And, uh, you you know I think it sucks. It it it, it really bothers me uh, uh, more. Uh, not just the Troy Davis thing, but but you you know the the whole thing. Victims like like Kaylee Anthony. I mean no no justice for. for for a three-year-old girl, 
uh, uh, girl, and and I will end in on this uh, a note though, uh, 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 Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, uh, thank you for for inviting me uh, here to uh, Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. It does uh, bring back old, uh, it does bring back uh, old times, and 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 also I got something new uh, starting off called Brother Blondie Incorporated. Is it's a DJ business. If you uh, if you want us to throw a party, uh, we we do regulars, uh, weddings, uh, wedding receptions, uh, 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 cabarets. Uh, uh, give me a call at uh, uh, eight. Uh, excuse me. Give me a call at six one four five one five nine one two five, or my uh, DJ DJ Woody Wood at six one four seven three two ten twenty. And you can also uh, you can still email me. Uh, Brother Blondie at, at hotmail dot com. I'm also on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, book just become my uh, Facebook friend. Type in my email address, Brother Blondie at hotmail dot uh, dot com. It, it takes you straight uh, to my Facebook. Uh, check out the Brother Blondie Old School Express Party uh, uh, seven days a week. Check out for Milestone Monday, Smooth Jazz Tuesday, any way you want it on Wednesday, New School Thursday, Funky Friday and Old School Hip Hop Saturday. Wow. You know, Brother Brondy is pretty busy man these days. He's got it going on. And so I guess that takes a wrap-up for today. And, Brother Blondie, I'm glad that you came through, you know, to let the listeners know that you're still alive and well. You know, we're glad that you have so many things that's going on that's profitable for the people, you know, things for them to listen to and things to be a part of. And I am still blessed and thankful that, you know, I still have a friend indeed in you on Facebook. We talked about Facebook and having friends. I only have a few friends from there. But best believe, best believe this, those that do become your friends are the ones that try to make your life just a little bit more easier. And so, you know, we got Chickenfoot Charlie on the other side, and I definitely thank him for being a great supporter and everything for the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. And he has wonderful things that to make people smile. He designed smiles for people, you know, in their life, sunshine in their life, through his portraits, his art, and his sculpting, you know. And so you can find him on Facebook under Charles Mackey. And go in there and look at his at his photos and things that he has drawn and things that he has sculpted. And, you know, give him a shout-out and let him know that you're willing to be his friend. And, you know, and help him find people that are interested in that kind of art. You know, that's a true friend indeed, you know. And truly, it makes it cool when it comes to Kool-Aid. And so, you know, let me let me give one last give over to... Charlie, so that he is able to let you know what is the last bits of what he needs to say. And I just want to say to you, thank you for coming on to the show and making yourselves known on the show and that you love me still and that you'll be here for next week on the subject of how do average Americans get justice when our legal system repeatedly hands the end. So until then, I love you. Chicken for Charlie, here, take it away. I'd like to say that we love you all and we appreciate your time and, and that you have given to listening to us. We have a lot 
lot of big things coming up, and, and myself, I'm working on some really big things. I, I want to, uh, you know, regenerate the art world. I got best to show out of 600 artists. Two presidents of the United States have seen my work. I have a piece of work that was sent to Mother Teresa in Italy. Some work for Joe Frazier, Ron Harper for the Los Angeles Lakers, Quasi Infume, former CEO and president of NAACP. So if, uh, just give us a call in and we have some wonderful things. Any ideas or concepts you may have, I can do that in sculpture, sculptures as well as in portraitures. Thank you very much. There you have it on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you for your time. We love you. We want to bring you always some great news and some information that will help you. That's our job to do so. If you have any requests for topics, please call or, you know, put them on the comments on the profile and or Facebook me at Wendy Clardy at Facebook. Okay? And let's see what we can come up with. But until then, show love to your brother, and we love you, and we will see you back next week at this time on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio Show. Have a good evening. Making for the carousel ride. You and me all through the night. Round and round we go. You make my heart.